This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here at Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and today's host with me is Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? I am doing great. Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. I've had so I heard a- you want heard you want to buy a car. <laughs> well, I'm probably either my wife or I will need to buy a car soon. We our cars are fully paid off, uh, but they're pretty high mileage. So we're probably getting into that territory where we got to start thinking about it. Why? Why do you ask? Because I get this question often by clients. You know, because I'm also a CPA, they say, "Hey, should I should I buy or should I lease?" So I thought maybe we can talk about the advantages and disadvantages of both. So maybe somebody can listen to this podcast before they, they make that decision and uh, maybe it'll help them out a little bit. Yeah. I've, you know, I, it's funny once in a while I'll hear a conversation or a coworker say, Oh, I only lease and uh, it works so great for me. And other people are like, I would never lease. So this is an interesting topic. People are yeah. always wondering, well, which is it? Should I buy a car or should I lease a car? I, I like that. This is a good I, one. I, I don't think there's a perfect answer. I think it it is personal. Yeah. Um, so, so the answer is going to be the old, it depends, isn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about buying first. So, okay. So the benefit of buying is you own the car, right? So right. you can do whatever you want with it. You can sell it whenever you want. You can keep it as long as you want. You can make modifications to it. You want to put some racing stripes on it or you want to put something, <laughs> you know, you want to, put some aftermarket products on there, um, you can do that. And you can put, I think the key is, Chris, though, not to interrupt, but the key is you can put as many miles as you want to on it, right? Correct. Right. So that that is an issue. So, so first of all, ownership is ownership. So you can do whatever you want with it. It's, you know, it's yours. You don't have anybody to answer to. The upfront costs are generally... Um, usually a little higher when you go to buy a car versus leasing. So you may have to put some more money down because you're, you know, you're really working on like, unless you're just going to write a check for the whole car, which not many people can do. Right. Right. You're going to, you're going to kind of, you know, and you get, people just hate the experience. You know, you go there and they're always talking, what, what monthly payment do you want? And, uh, I always say, well, can we decide how much that car costs first? Yeah. You know, you know, so if you get, don't get caught up into what the monthly payment is. So as you know, look, this is just a loan. Yours happened to be a vehicle in between. So it's no different. Mathematically, it's no different than houses, anything else. You're loaning basically money and you have to pay it back over a certain amount of time. And there's going to be an interest rate, right? So, so what happens on, uh, Obviously, if you take out a longer loan, so if you take out a, a three-year payment, the payment's going to be higher monthly than the five-year payment. So let's say we, uh, let's use a round number. Let's say, let's say on a three, say it's a thirty-six thousand dollar car, and you're 
and you're financing it over 36 months. So that's a thousand dollars a month, right? Wow. So yeah. that's why there's that's why there's financing for five and seven years now because a lot of people don't want to have a thousand dollar a month car payment on a Honda, right? right. So, so um, even though I love Hondas, so um, so usually upfront money's going to be more expensive. So you're going to they're going to want to put something down. So if you don't want the thousand dollar payment, Tony, if you put five thousand dollars down, well maybe the payment comes down to seven hundred dollars a month, right? So. So all that's going to be dependent on how much money you're going to put down, what the interest rate is, because you're basically having to pay this loan off over however many months you pick, right? So if it's three years, five years, seven years, there's actually uh, some financing out there for 10 years on cars. Oh, I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, So you'll be paying for the car after it's probably dead and gone. Yeah. So usually... The disadvantage of the buying is either the upfront down payment or the monthly payment. Usually when you're buying, it's going to be a little bit more because you are buying the whole car. Okay. So when you're leasing, so let's say, um, let's use that same example. When you're leasing and let's say the car is worth $36,000, but you're leasing for three years what they do there to figure out how much you owe is, well, there's going to be a value to that car at the end of the lease, right? At the end of the lease, that's called the residual value. At the yep. end of the lease, let's say, for sake of argument, that um, it's going to be worth $16,000 in three years. So basically, you have to pay off the twenty during those three years. All that. So the car's worth 36. It's going to be worth 16 in three years. So during those three years, you have to make payments to pay them the $20,000. So at the end of the lease, you paid 20. The car's worth 16. There's your $36,000. Okay. Well, so what drives the leasing cost price is one, how valuable that car is going to be when you turn it in. So if you, if you get a car that's generally as what we call high residual value. So cars that you turn in like a Honda, Toyota, something that is reliable and it's going to hold their value, then maybe your residual value instead of 16000 is 20000 So now you only have to finance 16000 if you're following that. So sure. the, higher, the higher residual value, the less the monthly payment. You know, if we're just yep. saying interest is the same either way. So what drives that? So what drives that is, so Tony, you're going to turn this car in, let's say, three years. Yep. They need to sell the car again, right? So if there's a demand for that product, then the residual value would be higher because they said, look, in three years, we can sell this Honda Accord in one day because, you know, they're very reliable People like them, they fly off the shelves, but if it's, you know, I don't want to pick on any manufacturer, but if it's, let's say it's a, a Dodge Journey, right? And they'll say, well, well how, come that, how come that residual value was only 10? Well, because there's not a big demand for them, and there's 40 million of them out there in the leasing fleet, right? So when you go to turn your car in, so is all the 
Avis's and budgets and enterprise are all turning theirs in too. Mm. Right. So there's a million of them out there and a lot, a, a small demand. So that, that, that prices, uh, the residual values can be lower. So if the residual value is lower, then you have to pay more. So if your residual value is only 10, now I got to pay the whole $26,000 over three years. So, so it's really depending on what type of car you want, what, what's the residual value. Just remember, you're financing a, a number that you got to pay off over those three years. So, so if you can negotiate, what you really want to negotiate on a lease is how much is that car going to be worth in three years? And oftentimes, they may not have the ability to negotiate much on the price. So you come in and say, hey, this uh, Honda Accord's $36,000, and they won't budge, and you want to lease it you might be able to negotiate well instead of the residual value being 18,000 maybe it's 22,000 so then you don't have to finance as much so hopefully i'm not confusing people there but so it's it's all this numbers game so now the benefit let's go back to why you'd rather buy you, one you don't want to deal with all that those numbers i just said also there's no early termination so when you buy so right now, I, I, I leased a Honda CRV for three years, hoping that they'd come out with a sports car and I could buy the sports car, but they didn't come out with the sports car. So right now, my lease is up in May. I might want to turn it in early and get something else. So if you turn it in early, then there's going to be early termination fees and all kinds of things like that. When you buy your car, it's yours, right? There's none of those potential fees out there. So... Um, and again, you could do whatever you want with your car, but as you know, Tony, it depreciates. I think we just mentioned that before we came on the air. That's why people buy used cars with a few thousand miles on them because you know you take it off the lot and it's down five grand already. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My point is, you know, when you're talking about the advantages and disadvantages of leasing versus buying, you're talking about buying a new car versus leasing a brand new car, and these Correct. are brand new vehicles. And of course, the advantage to a brand new vehicle is uh, there are a few uh, warranty. Nobody's ever, you know, uh, spilled anything in it. It's clean. It's perfect. You got yeah. You got to pick your color. Yeah. The color of leather yeah. seats you wanted. And, yep. You know exactly. However, my get- argument is the solution isn't to buy a new car or lease a new car. My opinion is, and this is based on you know. My years of, I've done both, I've done all three. My wife and I have done all three. We've bought in brand new cars, we've leased brand new cars, and we've bought in used cars. And we have found, uh, we will never ever buy a brand new car or lease a brand new car. Because nowadays there are so many uh, options uh, for used cars with low mileage that we do research. Uh, we look at consumer reports, we read reviews, and we find out which vehicle is going to be the most reliable, uh, which vehicle uh, you can put the most miles on, uh, and we think, and also our personal tastes. And then we scour the internet, and with the internet, you can look all over the place for used cars, and sometimes they'll deliver them even from another state. And so we yeah. find the car we want in a low mileage used car, and we pay thousands of dollars less than we would if we bought it brand new. Uh, then we own the car, and because it's less than a new car, we're able to pay it off sooner. And if you get a car that 
consistently get go can go a while, like you said, a Honda Accord. Uh, you know, certain Toyotas, Hondas. Uh, there are other brands as well out there uh, that are notoriously they can go for a, a long time. And so my argument would be, don't buy new, buy used. Now, you if, can lease used too. I didn't know you you can lease a used car. Sure. Huh. I didn't know yeah. that. That's an option I've never looked at. But I'll tell you what, owning a used car is great because uh, you know you. you you pay it off sooner. And that feeling of right. no car note is awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I haven't had a car payment in years. Right. So, yeah. um, because the last, like I had a Honda Ridgeline that I put 200,000 miles on. There you go. Right. So, yeah. so, so let's talk a little bit more about leasing. So one, you don't own the vehicle, obviously, right. You're just basically renting. Yeah. For, for a longer period of time. Yeah. Now, your your monthly payment usually is less because again you're you're not at the end of the three year lease you're yeah. not you're not trying to pay the whole thirty six thousand dollars off you're paying just a portion basically you're, again you're renting it so the issue there though is so generally one reason people might want to lease two 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 primarily reasons one um, they're trying to really fit into the budget maybe there's three reasons here uh, two. They like having a new car all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of people do. it's generally always under warranty. You don't have to worry about repairs. You don't have to worry, you know, once we get past the 36,000-mile warranty or whatever your warranty, you know, I got to put repairs in. So, and if you don't drive a lot, that might be an option for you. Yeah. Because you're always going to have a car in warranty. Well, and if, if you're independently wealthy, you know, if you, if you make a good enough uh, income, or have a lot of money, um, you're you probably don't care if you always have a car payment. I mean, that's right. not in your and, budget. And then, There's room. So again, it, you, it comes down to it depends on your personal situation. But the, the reason we're talking about cars on a financial show because it's all about the payments and the finance. Right. Uh, I would assume in your monthly budget. And if you have room in your monthly budget for a thousand dollar a month car payment, you, yeah. you don't care. It doesn't bother you. You yeah. you you know you and your wife bring home a total of. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's no big deal to make that car payment. I think that's awesome uh, for a lot of folks. Uh, you know, maybe they make uh, less than two hundred thousand, or even less than a hundred thousand, and then they are on a budget. And that thousand dollar a month car payment, or even five hundred dollar a month car payment. Right. Uh, so oftentimes, leasing is yeah. cheaper for them. Yeah. So leasing might instead of the five hundred dollar car payment, maybe the lease is two fifty. Right. So. So they're like, look, I can afford two fifty. I can have a new car. I don't need to have a jalopy, and um, I always have a new car. But at the end of the day, you're always going to have a payment, right? So, but for instance, my mom, um, her last few cars uh, after my brother and I bought her a car years ago, we probably talked about that once. But she likes having a lease car because every three years she wants a new car, and she doesn't want to have the headache of ever having to repair the car. Yeah, and my mom's luckily if she puts eight thousand miles a year on it, so that's good for her. But so the downside of leasing is generally most leases will have some type of annual uh, mileage limit. Yeah, see that's where my wife and I. Too. Yeah, that's where we come into problems 10, because 10, we drive twelve thousand. Um, and if you drive more, like I drive more, I, I usually average eighteen thousand to twenty thousand miles a year. Yep, so me too. Leasing is really not the best for me. So a right. couple things you can do there is um, 
for instance, I was uh, when I went to lease with Honda, we had a choice of banks to use. So we could use Honda Finance, we could use Bank One, we could use a couple other ones. So I'm not saying this is absolutely true, but so one of the comments was, look, if you use Honda Financing, you may pay two, three, four dollars, five dollars more a month. But if you're over on the lease miles and you're going to get another Honda, eh, they might like not ding you, right? Not, they're not saying they wouldn't, but it's more likely that if like you're with Honda, you're going to get another Honda and like you can negotiate if you're over on miles. But if I, if I went to an outside bank like Bank One, who's got to basically take back the car and sell it, they're like, why would I negotiate with you on miles? You're, you're nobody to me other than a borrower, right? You're right, not buying right. another car. So, so the issue with miles is always like you, you can you can get it with lower miles if you drive less. You can get it with higher miles if you drive more, but you're going to pay more for the for the um, for the monthly payment. So, if you know you're going to drive more, you probably want to just say, "Hey, I'm going to drive fifteen thousand miles a year. I want it built into the lease now because I don't want to have to come up with." Oftentimes it's maybe twenty five cents a mile, right? Over when you're over. Yeah. So if you're over a thousand miles, right? Here's another two hundred fifty bucks. If you're over, like I'm going to be over thousands and thousands of miles. So because mine I think was twelve thousand miles, and I, so I'm six thousand miles over <laughs> a year, right? So yeah. so those are the things to look at. Um, the other thing that people like about leases is they could just turn it in and walk away. Like, yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have to resell my car. I don't have to negotiate next time. You know, everybody goes in and say, "Hey, do you got a trade in with your car?" First of all, never tell me you have a trade in. Right. Right. You want to. You want to neg- look. The first thing every time is you got to negotiate the price of the car. Yep. Don't tell them you're going to lease. Don't tell them you're going to buy it. Look. Let's Don't talk about the monthly price of the car. Don't talk about monthly payments. Yeah. Get the price of the car. Get yeah. the price of the car first because, look, you know, look, you might just want to write them a check if you're fortunate enough to have enough money, right? If Especially if interest rates are really high and the banks are paying you 0%, um, you know, you might want to stroke a check if you had that money laying around. The other thing is um, the opposite. We've had clients say, hey, I'm just going to write them a check. For thirty grand, I'm like, why would you write them a check? They're not charging you any interest. You look at some of these these uh, ads out there; zero percent interest. So why would you give them all your money if they're not going to? They're not basically charging you anything to borrow the money. Why would you give them the money? But before that, don't even tell them that you're going to lease it or finance it. You just got to figure out the price of the car first, and then on the lease side, the next thing would be negotiate that uh, that 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 surrender value that that trade-in value, that trade-in residual value, what they call it. So the higher your residual value, it's basically the residual value time. Let's say they tell you the residual value at the end of the lease is 20 grand. What that means is that if you want to buy the car from them, you have to pay them 20 grand. Right. Yep. So, if you, And we've done this before. So at the end of the lease, the um, we did this one of the Hondas years ago. So at the end of the lease, we looked at the residual value and the residual value um, was $14,000. I think it was my wife's minivan. But the fair market value in the marketplace, if I had to sell a car, was $19,000. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you the fourteen. 
Yep. Right? Because because basically I made five grand, right? Yeah. But on the flip side, if you find that the residual values, uh, uh, you know, fourteen and the and it's only worth ten, then you say I don't want the car. Right. Right. So you have that option at the end of the lease to either turn it back in or buy it for the residual value. Or if the residual value is lower, you can negotiate. Look, this isn't worth fourteen thousand dollars; it's only worth ten. So I'll pay ten for it. Will you take ten? So you got a little more um, leeway at the back of the lease. Now, the thing that you have to be careful with with leases is excessive wear and tear. So, you know, you have to turn this car in in a saleable condition. So, now some people repaint their cars. Some people put aftermarket products on. You might, you know, I, you know, just think they window tint or whatever it is. Look, that wasn't the car they gave you, right? You have to right. return it to where where it was, and they'll look for little nicks and dings. So if you, you know, you're, you scratch the bumper on the on the somewhere, and there's a big scratch in the bumper, well, when you own it, that's fine. But when you turn it in, that's not fine. Nope. So. So they're either you're either going to have to get it fixed, or you're going to have to pay them something for that. So you often have to take care of a lease car more than you do uh, your regular car. Yeah. Now the other reason people lease because it's a lower payment, maybe they could get a nicer car. True. Right. So a lot of high-end cars are leased. Yeah. You see the yeah you see a lot of people in Mercedes or beamers or big yeah. Lexus and they're uh, like look it's their lease six it, it's six hundred dollars a month they can afford six hundred dollars look if you had to buy the Mercedes it's a hundred thousand dollar Mercedes and you have to pay for it over three years are you, are you out of your mind I mean it's thirty some thousand it's yeah thirty some thousand dollars a year you're paying them right yeah so yeah so oftentimes those are leased so um, when you're looking to buy, like you said, Tony, maybe you can buy a used Mercedes that came off a, a lease three years ago and it's now worth half of what the original price was. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, it's so worth many thousands there. less and when you drive uh, you drive a new car off the lot. It's worth thousands less. Instantly. Yeah. And then people ask, well, you know, for business reasons, should I buy or lease? And like normally for tax purposes, we always use mileage. You know, you get so much cents a mile. I think last year was like 55 cents a mile or 55 and a half cents a mile. So we usually just use miles. Um, so, but it really depends on like, what's your monthly budget? Do you want to always have a new car? Are you, you okay with once the warranty's over making your own repairs? Or, you know, oftentimes like we, we have bought extended warranties before. You know, it'll take you to, like, the one we have in my wife's car, uh, her Honda, the extended warranty took it all the way to 120,000 miles. So, so that, w- that was pretty good. So there's a, there's just a lot of factors yeah. out there. So there's no right or wrong answer. You know, I tend to like having a new car every so often because, you know, you see it on, oh, that's kind of a nice car. Oh, maybe you should go look at that one, right? But on the flip side is, like, I really don't want a car payment, right? So, fortunately, years ago when I bought my, my truck, um, interest rates were really high back in, two, I think it was 2007 or so. So, I was fortunate enough, I just wrote a check for the whole thing. So, it was like 30 grand, and like, you know, and then they play the game, right? They're like, it, you know, if you get caught in that game of how much your monthly payment is and all that, then you, you, 
then all of a sudden you don't even know what the price of the car is, right? So right. don't get caught in that game of what's the monthly payment because they'll ask you, what, what monthly payment do you want? Yeah, they'll ask you, do you have a trade-in and what monthly payment do you want? And you yeah. don't want to answer either of those questions. You say, you say, well, I'm not sure about either of those things. I'm not worried about those things right now. What I want to do is negotiate the actual final price of the vehicle with you. And then, you know, if you get to finally you get to the price and you do going to trade a car and then maybe you can negotiate a little better price for your trade-in if you didn't get the greatest price on the vehicle. Now, remember, they they have to make some money selling the, the, the trade-in, right? So you're not going to get, so if your car in the open market's worth ten grand, you are not going to get ten grand. you are going to get seven, maybe. Right. Because they have to resell it and make some money, right? They're not in this for, for nothing, so... So there's just a lot of stuff out there that um, yeah, but this but, is but very do, helpful but, to talk but about. We do it. get the question every yeah. now and then, so um, I thought we'd bring it up, especially this time of year because there's a lot of you know, 2019s are, are leaving and you, the 2020s oh, yeah. are coming. So. This is the time of year, uh, seriously, when people are end of the year buyers. Well, and I think this is good, and for the listeners out there, and when you get this question, now you can just point them to this show. Say, hey, sure. go on our website and listen to, you know, the uh, new or used or new, used or uh, new or leased show. And yeah. uh, should you lease or should you buy new? So I think that's But if you do want to talk to us, you could call us 440-886-3550. But, you, you know, you're going to have to take me for a ride in your new car, though. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, hey, it's been a great show, Chris, uh, but we're okay. almost out of time. Why don't you let yeah. our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation? So you can either check out our website, brooksidetax.com, or uh, give us a call at 440-886-3550. All right. And this has been the Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.